Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Touched by a Horse. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, and I'm here with your host today, Nancy DeSantis. Hello, Nancy. Hi. So excited to talk to you. I think that you have some very important work here with veterans and can't wait to unpack that a little bit. Give me a sense of, well, tell me the name of your business and then give me a sense of how you got started in this work uh, with veterans. Okay. Uh, briefly, I am horsesforheroes.org. Uh, and we have a Cowboy Up program. So it's Horses for Heroes, New Mexico Cowboy Up. And we are the only uh, program of its kind here. And we are a nationwide program with a bunkhouse facility for veterans to come in from all over literally the world. Cool. We've had people come in from outside the state. And I got involved actually through four, our 4-H club that my husband set up with his daughter that I, when I met them, came in and started working. And then we we joined the children and the veterans and then the kids grow up and then we had the veterans and it was working. So we work with veterans and active military. Got it. Wow. I love it. What, give me a sense of the world of um, what you help veterans through. So when somebody comes to your work, like what are they often wrestling with or dealing with that your work is designed for? Right. So um, our soldiers and, or military are dealing with a, many different issues. One first of being and how we started was uh, their transition from military life to civilian. Hmm. And with that is come stressors, which people often come away with a diagnosis of PTSD. Right. And um, we basically listened to our veterans to understand what was really going on for them. And then we continue to build out the program where we found that we started serving active military because what we do is preventative of PTSD. Right. Interesting. Huh. What, so um, do people, so active and um, transitioning, do you work with veterans who have been out of service for 10 years? Good 20 question. Years? Good question. Um, we work with post 9-11. Got it. Okay. 9-11 veterans Got from it. there. Okay forward forward okay perfect i love it so what so post-traumatic stress is com is common when people come back um you have a different conversation around that post-traumatic spiritual dissonance so i'm curious what that means can you walk me through a little bit of of course that distinction sure so traditionally it's post-traumatic stress disorder yeah. and uh, nobody likes the word disorder Right. We found that there was no one size fits all for PTSD. Mm -hmm. And um, we also found that the words trauma and stress were highly um, underplayed. I'll not mm -hmm. say completely ignored. Yeah. So by listening to our veterans, we actually saw that they were having more of soul wounds and soul injuries and stress injuries. Mm -hmm. So we don't appear uh, we don't look at it through the lens of mental illness because it is not a mental illness. It's not a disease. Right. Pain is not pathology. Right, so right. we call it post-traumatic spiritual dissonance, mm -hmm. which means um, if somebody comes back, they may um, have, they feel disconnected from their body. Mm -hmm. They um, feel depleted from uh, the major continuous combat um, excursions as well as disenfranchised or disrespected mm -hmm. and uh, just by transitioning and feeling in that liminal space where there is you know I'm, I'm a I'm a soldier but now I'm not and, and now 
I don't quite get the civilian world because I'm so entrained in my military culture. Right. So this is a, a place where it doesn't feel good and it's dysregulated. So, and dysregulated is part of that, the disconnection and spiritual dissonance. And the spiritual was, aspect yeah. is not necessarily of religion, but we can definitely tap on that when people come here sure. and would like to, but yeah. it is mostly that human spirit. And right. that's what spirit um, means and why we chose that. I was going to ask, do you find that when people come to you, they're open to the conversation of a spiritual perspective, like they're willing to look there? Yes. And when, um, when veterans come to us, actually, you know, we never ask them, so tell us about your PTSD. Right, right. You know, we meet people where they are. Hmm. And often through conversation, you'll find where that spiritual dissonance is and they are open. In fact, some veterans come through and say, you know, I love my family. I love my kids, but I, I'm like really mad at God. So that's where my gestalt work, ha ha you know, is really handy. And I can have a conversation with God, but also you have an invitation to look at your belief system here without any judgment, without any labels or dogmas. And because a lot of them who started out spiritually speaking, perhaps going to church or what have you, um, feel like they are at war or they feel um guilty yeah. and ashamed yeah. that you know god is mad at them and so we help them to work mm. through that and dispel all that mm. so they could come away with an updated belief system instead of all these limiting beliefs yeah i would think if you didn't if you didn't ha get to the spiritual side of this conversation what you'd 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 work on the surface of all the thoughts that are happening without getting to the beliefs under the surface and then nothing ever changes because you might change the surface um, thought, but it doesn't actually get to the thing that's harder to access, which is the belief. Sometimes those beliefs are buried pretty deep. Yeah, they really are. And my husband actually, after I um, got certified in EGCM, he went back and became a minister so that he had another additional access right. to be able to work with. Because some people, you know, would like to visit scriptures and stuff. Sure. And uh, so they're able to, to do that with him. Yeah. But at any other, we can work on all those different levels right. without any judgment. Where do you feel like traditional therapy gets it wrong? Like where, like, you know, I think there's a lot of people who have tried therapy and it just, you know, it didn't work. So now it's like all therapies doesn't work. So. Well, actually, Chris, that's how I, that's how I got into going to um, become a Gestalt practitioner mm -hmm. because I was riding alongside with my veterans and they said, this therapy is not working for me, the mm. exposure therapy, or I'll have calls of suicide saying, I just had my first experience of exposure therapy and, and I had this one and I had that one. And so I'm riding with them going, okay. I know horses are completely healing and we're working on those levels, but I needed to arm myself with more skill and tools to better able meet the individuals I was working with. And um, when I met uh, Melissa, it was through because I had a practitioner offering women's retreats in the Gestalt way. And um, so, I kind of maybe digressed off of your original. Yeah, that's okay. Opinion. That's okay. But um, 
where they miss often is trauma has no words. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So there's a time and a place for talk therapy. Hmm. Um, medication has proven not to be an effective, um, uh, like an solution effective or... workings for Mm. healing PTSD. Got it. Right. Sure. People are told you cannot heal it. And that is actually not an accurate statement. Hmm. So with these individuals who have been through many therapies of which I study all of them, so I can understand and be with them, they come here and experience like, wow, I just never thought so working yeah. with the horse wakes up an individual because they are somatic experience therapists all on their own. The horses. Gestaltist horses. Yeah. And awesome. horses are gestaltists. They live in the presence. Mm-hmm. They live in the now. And yeah. that's what I teach and help to teach veterans to understand and awake to. Got it. Again, yeah. that horse is that bridge, right? Yeah. Yeah. The horse is the bridge. So, okay. So if I am a veteran who has, um, uh, I'm not so cynical that I'm like, I've tr- I like, I'm not doing anything to fix this. Right. I'm, I'm interested. I'm curious, but I've tried it. I have tried it all. And I'm like, I doubt there's anything that could really help me. Cause I've tried it all. What do you say to people who, who say that to you? Well, I just put them in a round pen with one of my horses mm-hmm. and I work at Liberty with them and I get them to partner up with them. Hmm. And uh, because the reason why I had started doing that was because veterans often say, I don't feel anything. Hmm. I'm numb. Hmm. And that's true to a sense. But when I can put them in a round pen with a horse and offer an experience Mm -hmm. that wakes up their body cellularly, Hmm. and I see a neck emerge out of shoulders... Hmm. And I see a smile on their face and I say, what's going on in there? How are you doing? Hmm. And the response is, I feel great. First of all, one, they feel, and it gives them the experience hmm. that they can feel and yeah. it gives them hope. And yeah. that's that first connection. So a connection with the horse brings connection with one's own body, hmm. with the horse. And then they could take that out to their family and into society. Mm-hmm. So it is the beginning and building of that foundation in our work that we do yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm present right now to, um, I think people who see death and who see really dark things, um, when they, when they get in touch with their light, um, again, they have a whole new vision of what is possible for their life and for the planet. I just think like when you go into the shadows and the depths of things, you actually are, are, in your wounds even have prepared you for something even greater than those who haven't gone to those depths. And I feel like coming on out the other side of this type of work would really leave people engaged in something meaningful and um, redemptive and, you know, of, of all that experience that they had. Yeah. We're very fortunate to see that transformation, especially those ones that say I've been there, done it all. Right. You know? And that's yeah. a mindset. Right. So we have a way of opening and cracking open that mindset. Yeah. And those horses are, are a really good opportunity to, to create a brave place. Wow. Now, I wanted to mention something that oftentimes yeah. people um, don't understand. Many do. But oftentimes, 
I'm working with veterans. I've had to actually study childhood trauma because that's where I was going. Mm. So when you understand trauma, there's multi layers of trauma. And that's where Gestalt is really good to bring, to finish those unfinished businesses. But when you understand that it's not just seeing death, for some it is, for sure. Sure. But sometimes it does go back to earlier traumas hmm. in one's life. Yeah. But as, and as far as going back around to seeing many, much death, mm -hmm. I am able, again, to work with these amazing um, four-legged teachers. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't have the opportunity because we go quick into it. But I am able to guide them through a journey of their grief process mm -hmm. that actually builds learning on top of that wound and it starts to bring cohesiveness and integration into the person's being. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, speaking of bringing it into their being, you've mentioned before, other people have mentioned before, the um, storing of trauma in our bodies, like the physicality of trauma. And I'm, I know that like I have veteran friends who uh, we'll go see doctors. They've been injected, I don't know how many times to try to like alleviate the pain only to go back every six months or so to try to have that right. fixed, right? And um, have you seen some of this work actually help people physically? Most definitely. Because when you work somatically, you're moving that trauma. Mm. And I'm able also to work with an individual who necessarily doesn't want to go there to the pains, mm. but the idea is to mm. visit it in small periods and mm. at the safe place that the person I'm working with feels. And when you can go through the mind, go through the body rather than the mind, yeah. that is where often mm. large healing is. Yeah. So we mm. work big time somatically, I resource my individuals that I work with and they leave with a, their own like uh, Leatherman, a multi-tool that they can learn to self-regulate so they can also embody. Yeah. I do a lot of embodied practices in what yeah. I do because I'm not going to be with you all the time right. and you're not always going to be with my horse. Right. So I have to help empower yeah. them to the, for them to uncover their wisdom. And they have the wisdom of the body, which is really super important. I love that because, you know, back to traditional talk therapy is with words and you're talking about something that is physical in the body. And I think when like talk therapy never gets there, never right. gets to the body and to release something through the body versus our thoughts, our, 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 our words. I love this idea that there's something to... Well, remember, trauma has no words. And right. that's why it's yeah, often right. difficult. Right. And when it's coming up and rising in our body, whether it's through a trigger or a nightmare or a flashback, that's that brain's job is trying to do is integrate that information and that story. Mm. Because when trauma happens, yeah. that memory is stored in different parts of the brain. Right. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. So you've, you've mentioned to me before we hit record about um, skills, like there's a skill set. Can you like, what is that? What do you mean by there's a skill set? Does that make sense? Like when you talk about uh, cowboy up, there are different okay. things that people cowboy do. Skill set. So what we do is, is called, it's called memory reconsolidation. Hmm. So if I'm working with a veteran through our cowboy up, which is horsemanship and the education 
portion of things, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've been discussing, yeah. um, rather than just the rather than gestalt, mm -hmm. is is to um, bring that in. Um, oh my gosh, I just speak. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it'll come to you. The question. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm just curious. I mean, I haven't heard anybody on the show talk about skill sets before. I know that oh, they're always set. there. But, oh my gosh! Yeah. So sorry, y'all. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you know, this happens, and it's normal. <laughs> it is. So the skill set is memory reconsolidation, and how we do it through Cowboy Up is yeah. we take military skill set and overlay the new skills through American horsemanship. Hmm. So we can actually cut down the time and the understanding because we're using military culture in hmm. order to learn a new skill. So hmm. we say, what was, you know, the best thing and the worst thing that you remember? And it's often being out there downrange in the middle of it all. Hmm. And so when you bring that on, that old memory of being downrange and with hmm. the guys and now you're in a setting with fellow veterans riding your horse mm. and moving cattle that updates the memory system, okay? Mm. Mm. And what that also does is it gives that person the individual to see how they can wire their previous skill sets and they can take it out into the civilian world. And mm. if they wanna learn, if they wanna go sell you know, boots, if they wanna sure. open up a business, that yeah. they have, they have that bridge now that wow the world is just opened to me because mm. what happens mm. when they're working within the va system mm -hmm. which is veterans affairs you know working with um a therapist and stuff may, oftentimes they are told to forget their skills and mm. what they were trained in mm. so you're basically saying forget your identity Right. This is yeah. all I know. So where do I go from there? So that's why we created Cowboy Up in order to do that. And then we blew out our program to include Gestalt, to include yeah. the neuroscience, to mm -hmm. include self-regulation and yoga and all these mm -hmm. you know, embodied practices and what have you. What do you call the memory? It's memory what? What is it called again? Memory reconsolidation. Memory reconsolidation. I love that. It's, it's so updating cool. updating your memory system. Yeah. I totally get it. Like you can describe it. I'm totally get it. And I... Um, I love the idea that there are these, um, you know, we spend our life, um, a good portion of our life in a career, building a skill set where in the, in the building of the skill set we create, there's a, there's a certain sense of certainty to my ability to produce a result because of the years of experience of a skill set. And to simply forget that skill set leaves me with like, I have to start all over, which can be daunting, you know? So to just upgrade it is such a awesome redemption. Exactly. And that's, that's part of that disconnect. Mm -hmm. So we, I work big time with identity. Mm. You know, you can even take it and look outside veterans and apply it to the person like you're saying, mm -hmm. or, you know, the person that's retired. What mm. happens in two and a two and a half years if they don't do yes. anything? Oftentimes it's not yes. a pretty end, right? It's so so good. it is about updating it all, integrating everything. We want to yeah. never annihilate any of our experiences, as much as, as much trauma as there is. But when you talk to resilient survivors of trauma, they often say, 
I wouldn't change anything. And that's incredible, you know, especially some of the stuff that I listen to and hold, even if it yeah. is people that I work with that are, um, have not seen combat. We are resilient human beings. Yeah. And it's not to stuff anything down and mm -hmm. to disconnect from it. We need all of that because we are in post-traumatic growth. Right. And that's where the healing is. Right. That's why I love that's why I love the distinction of post-traumatic spiritual dissonance, because what's happening is the spiritual dissonance. And when you can create resonance and alignment now spiritually, you actually have perspective and can see how uh, you wouldn't change anything. Like there was like I think wisdom can rise above the, the story of it all and it can see it all for what it is. But if you're dissonant spiritually, it's really hard to make to connect those dots. Right. And even spiritually, we have the disconnect physically in our body because yeah. of that survival skill of numbing out. Right. Yeah. Right. right? So uh -huh. we work to integrate both mind, body and, and spirit. Mm -hmm. It's very important. You can't, you cannot segregate, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. uh, symptoms from the body. And unfortunately, that's what the healthcare system does. Yeah. Remember, I said yeah. symptoms, right. and that's what PTSD diagnosis is, is mm. symptomology and reactions. Right. So the cause is always ignored, and we're able to get to the cause right. and finish that unfinished business and integrate the whole body, mind, and spirit. I love it. How do people, when people are uh, reaching out to you to, to work with you, where does it start? Like, how do, like I, do I call you? Do I go to your website? How do people start to reach out to you for help? Yes, we are um, on our website is horsesforheroes.org. And within that system is our Wisdom Way for Warriors, which is Gestalt, all our education, as well as um, learning about what we do. We have videos and publications sure, and yeah. um, lots of information, even a great video on our homepage. And so they go to the apply to see what the requirements, if they meet, and then they fill out the application. And then we follow that up with a Skype call. And then we schedule to get you out here to spend some time with us on our horses. That's amazing. I feel like on the other side of this work is a whole lifetime that opens up for people. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, people in service or um, post-service who are um, sort of wanting to know what's next and what to do with their life. And is this all there is? And I think from that, from this conversation, there's a whole, there's a whole life. If you're listening, there's a whole life waiting for you on the other side of an experience like this. Exactly. And there is, and that's where I can take the resiliency coaching and do holistic coaching mm -hmm. and life coaching, right? right. So it's yeah. helpful to get the individual, you know, together and on their journey so they can create that vision because now they have hope. Yeah. Right. And with yeah. hope you have everything. That's right. So good. What a beautiful conversation. Nancy, thanks for your time today. I loved hearing all about your important work in the world and uh, best of luck to you. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.